we got to label the the mics and the stands so we're always like on the same number. I feel like we've been good with the stands because I do feel like this one, I, I end up with this one most of the time because it slants down. I just think it's funny because if I had put a little sticker with the number on it, like just a little higher, I could see it without but, having... But why do that? That'd be making things easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that, true. That, that wouldn't be fun. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Kill it. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Of course. I'm getting compliments on my pasta, so it's very exciting. Oh, there you go. Nothing like, pleases me more than somebody being like, hey, your food is good. It hey, makes me really happy. Hey, your food didn't suck. <laughs> You make good food? I do make good food. Hmm. Now, we should warn, we have another dog here today. Two dogs. the dog noises are going to be off the charts. So we apologize. Double the dog. Double dog. Double dog. Ooh, devil dogs. Do you know what a devil dog is, Alex? (laughs) Devil dog. And we're off. Back to Bob's favorite subject, food. (laughs) Um, like and there's like not even a comparison. Like you, you guys rail on me because all I think about is running. But the running is like a distant second. Oh, we know to food. Oh yeah, no, this is not. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I've been telling everyone who will listen that you're a genius because what you've done is you've taken your food addiction. Mm-hmm. But you've made no effort to solve or fix the food addiction. No. You've just added a running addiction to make the food <laughs> addiction less of a problem. Yes. Yeah. That's accurate. You're very smart. Mm-hmm. Well, it is genius if you think about no, it. Oh, yeah. I'm not arguing with it. <laughs> the only way you would have been smarter is if you would have taken a bodybuilding. Because then you could have really justified the food addiction. <laughs> which one's... Which one's bodybuilding? Is that is that the one where you're trying to... Is that the aesthetic one, or is that the one where you're actually trying to lift heavy? Bodybuilding would be aesthetic. Bodybuilding you're thinking power lift. Power lift, is, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, those... The Dom Mazzetti videos. Oh, I remember Dom. Dom. That's a hard gimmick to keep up, right? Because... He goes for, in for waves. Those, for those who don't know, we're talking about a YouTube channel. Uh, what was the YouTube channel? Bro, Bro Science Life? Bro Science Bro Life. Life Science, something like that. And yeah. he was doing some really funny stuff where he was basically making fun of, like, gym people. Yes. Pretty much. Gym rats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were le- they're legitimately hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those early videos. Um, but when you're doing stuff like that on a weekly basis or whatever, you can only write so much humor. You're going to run out of like stuff very quickly. He, he, like, his first, like, I don't know, 60 episodes like were mostly very good. And then like between 60 and like 100 like some of them just got weird. There was a dip in quality, They're sure. Defi- and, you know, and there was just like this period of time where like he was trying to make gay jokes work and it was like, even if it wasn't this year, you know, like this wasn't going to work, but then he kind of, then he kind of upswung again and there were some decent videos again. I haven't watched it in a long time. Every now and again, it'll be like, yeah, throw on, throw on the leg day video. Well, that one's pretty funny. This is the thing with comedy, right? And some people like to act like certain subjects are off limits, but uh-huh. that's not true. 
everything's no. available in comedy, but it actually has to be funny. Like yes. some some comedians want to do this stuff where they're just like, oh, damn trans people. And then they get mad when people get mad at them. Uh-huh. It's like, no, come up with a funny joke. Like, don't just don't just Be, talk well, about shit because you think I, you need to. I think because it's obvious, like when you're trying to actually like make a joke, and when you just want to like talk shit, talk shit. Exactly, it's a George Carlin thing. You well, know? and you don't there's don't punch down. Right? Why are you punching down? Like, don't don't trans people have it hard enough without your fucking idiot ass being like, or her? Don't they suck? Uh, okay. It, Nice it's just, joke, bro. It's just it gets, like you could. It's possible to make jokes about you know uh, certain demographics that are you know that are oppressed or you know otherwise. I don't even know what the word I'm going for here, but you know without being mean spirited about it. But it's just so obvious when like you're just trying to hide behind. Oh, I'm a comedian. I can make a joke about anything i'm just being challenging right and it's like i'm out here nah. challenging people like no you're just a hack you know what like comedy podcast i really enjoy um do you, you know bobby lee right do you know him he's a comedian he has a podcast called uh he's been in some stuff he's not like a super big actor he's a that guy you'd know him if you so saw i'm looking him. him up right now Bobby um, Lee? Yeah. But he has a podcast with with his now ex-girlfriend. I'm trying to think of the name. Um oh, it's Tiger Belly. And Oh, okay. I know, the, I know. I yeah. Yeah. And, and that podcast is fine. They, like every once in a while I'll listen to one if they have a Bad guest Friends, that I, is that what it's called? No, no, it's Tiger Belly, Tiger is, Belly. The, okay. is the actual podcast. I think Bad Friends is another one. But on their network, the, the the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend, her name is, uh, I think it's Kayla, or hmm, might be Kayla. She also does another podcast with these two female comedians, or like Annie Letterman and uh, Esther Pavinsky, I think are their, their is names. Is Letterman any relation? No, no, it's like Letterman. Like, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, it's a okay. different different last name. Um, But it's... The whole podcast is just them ragging on each other and making all sorts of jokes, right? And it's it's really good, actually. But it's just, I always bring this up because it's so weird to me. I don't know what it is in my brain. And I haven't gone and watched their comedy specifically because I just am a million years behind on TV in general. But I never enjoy female comedians when they're doing their shows. But I always find them super funny on podcasts. And it's weird. That is weird. I don't understand it. Do you just not like the topics that they're talking about in their shows? I don't know. Or? I, and I, I think I'm just like generally not into like actual comedy shows anymore either. I can understand that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you're like you're like talking off to the like side of your mic a little, and in like it's not even like you're inaudible. <laughs> But it's no, you know what it is. I'm at like a normal level, but it's not as loud as I normally is. So he's all thrown off. Yeah, the levels sc- might actually be normal. Would and you scream not- a little bit, please? <laughs> what the fuck? You're not talking nearly loud enough, Eric. Yeah. Would you dial it up a little bit, huh? So Nobody let me get real scrunched you. in so you can hear me breathing. You have to eat the mic. 
Or then you, t- <laughs> or then you have to turn the gain way up, and you start catching like all the other shit going on around the room. Like what? The two dogs? Yeah, the two dogs that are making all sorts of noises that are not being picked up because the gain is turned down. Oh. To the perfect level or too low? No, the perfect level. You're supposed to eat the mic. This seems like an engineer issue. Would you pull your shit together? Oh, Jesus Christ. Tighten up. (laughs) And I'll start talking loudly again. Yeah. Could you talk at your normal volume, please? Oh, I'm sorry. I've been tamping it down for some reason. I apologize. I will say, though, like one of my favorite, like, just, I wouldn't call it a genre, but I, I like people hanging out and bagging on each other. Yes. When it's there's a clear like long relationship and they know each other well and it's just it's just bagging on people. It's great. Well, that's one of the best one of the best gimmicks on this podcast I'm talking about is Esther is clearly bisexual. Mm-hmm. But and she's always like blatantly hitting on Kayla and like anytime Kayla offers to do like anything sexual, she's all in. Like she can't wait. And Annie the whole time is just like just like making fun of her for clearly being gay. The thirst, not, right. But not wanting to but having a boyfriend of like ten years. She's bye. I'm wrong with and that. It, I know. It apparently but what's funny is apparently the boyfriend does not enjoy these conversations. Oh really? Like, <laughs> you just gotta get comfortable with that shit, man. I mean she's yeah, with you. She's been funny. with you forever. Like clearly she wants to be there. Uh, I used to, we, we've been talking about reviving it. Uh, me and my buddy Sheila did uh, where we a uh, podcast where we read our old writing to each other. Yeah. And we just bagged on it because it's fucking from when we were like 13, so it sucks. Sure. And we were like, oh, maybe we could do it where once we run out of our stories, we could have somebody else come on and we, can, and we were like, we can't bag on anybody else's writing. Like, I've known you since we were fetuses. We can't do that to somebody else. That'd be mean. But being mean to you is fine, because... Oh, I was just about to say, you, you, you're uncomfortable with being mean? No, not at all. But I'm not going to bag on somebody else's, like... Like, I know Sheila. I've known Sheila forever. It's like, I can bag on your writing. I can't bag on somebody else's writing. Speaking she bags on the writing of authors I like all the time. So that's... Are you still only reading books by runners? I don't recall bagging on any of those writers. I believe you you bagged on Michael Crichton pretty hard. Because the Jurassic Park novel is not very good. And the movie is vastly superior. Wow. Wow. How do you feel about that, Bob? You cut me deep. Well, what are you fucking talking about? Like, I love, like, Michael Crichton's, I don't know if I want to go as far as saying I love it, but I enjoy Michael Crichton's writing. Except Jurassic Park. Because it's not a good side. Prefer the movie. <laughs> I prefer the Lord of the Rings movies to the books, and that's sacrilege to some people. But mm. I saw the movies first. Try to read the books. There's a lot of walking in those books. <laughs> it's a little boring. Now, the granted, this is also what now? Twenty years ago, which is terrifying. Uh, maybe I'll go back and give him another shot. But I have. The, the giant bookcase behind you that's half filled with things I've yet to read. I have a giant to-read list on, uh, uh, you know, out there in the ether. So maybe I'll get to them, maybe I won't. Was I the only one who thought the Lord of the Rings movies were just a little boring? Yes. Well, in the same way that the Christopher Nolan movies are just okay. Those are two different things. <laughs> 
I really like the Lord of the Rings movies. I think the original trilogy is great. I think it's kind of the platonic ideal of a trilogy. Um, the problem I have with them is that we learned the wrong lessons from them and ultimately destroyed movies because of them. But How so? Everything must be super long. Everything must be super long because you're, you end up forcing out uh, uh, other movies because it's just those are so long. You, can, you need to be on multiple screens to have multiple showings per day. So you force other stuff out. Everything has to be a series. We can't have anything be standalone anymore. Yeah. It must be a franchise. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like that's more Marvel's <laughs> fault than anyone else's. But Lord of the Rings started that shit. Marvel kind of kept it going, but that was a Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's other stuff, but I can't think of it. Hey, you know what's interesting? I saw WWE, for their writing staff, hired a director of long-term storytelling. I think I saw that as well. And that, to me, is a very interesting hire because that would lead you to believe... That we're actually going to do long-term stories. That we're actually going to plan things out and plan ahead and not just hot shot shit. It's just, it's very interesting. Hey, I, I don't know that I could ever, like, never say never, right? But the the goodwill has been lost. Maybe someday I'll poke the head back in. But if they're doing something like that, it is interesting it's, a, it's a step in the right direction for because sure. I feel that Vince retiring and Papa H taking over has just caused such a problem in AEW because I don't know if you're keeping up on all this stuff, but there just seems to be a lot of guys and because part of it is that they just signed fucking everybody, right? And so you have a lot of guys in AEW who are unhappy, mm-hmm. and now it's the grass is always greener on the other side. And so you have people who just clearly want to leave. Yeah. And I think, and, and if I was Tony Khan, I like the way he's handling it, which is nobody's getting their releases. I'm honoring the contract, so so will you. And so far, that's what he's done, right? Even people that aren't being used, it's like... I think as long as you're you being have, consistent with yes, it. Yes, exactly. I'm totally fine with holding people to the contract, even though it's the whole independent contractor horse. I mean, there's an issue with that but to begin with, but... I'm fine with holding people to the contract as long as you're not going to start randomly cutting people halfway through their deals. Right. Because that's the WWE thing, for right. sure. Right. But if you're going to say, hey, you signed a five-year contract and I expect you to work for me for five years and you will be paid, end of story. Right. And then you can go and do whatever the hell it is you want afterward. Yeah. But you're right. It is a grass is always greener thing. Because let's not act like there's not a fuck ton of people over at WWE. And sure, maybe Triple H is in charge now. Grass looks greener. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be getting used over there either. Yeah. Depending on who you are, right? Right. Because who are some of the people? Well, it definitely seems like Andrade wants out. And maybe he just wants to be hanging out with his wife or whatever, too. I mean, I that's know. possible. And But it is also like, what were they doing with you over there? Not much, but I think... I think the point is a lot of people believe now that Triple H is in control that things will be better. 
And they have been better. I mean, right? I'm not going to say they're not going to be better. They will be better because I, th- I how think, could they not like, be? How could they not be? But there's only so many spots. Right. Right. Well, although they have more, I mean, they have more TV than AEW does. Sure. But there's still only so many slots. Yes, for sure. And A, if you think you can, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, oh no, yeah, you know, over there would be better for me. But okay, keep that in mind when your contract. And for out some people, that what, might be true. Three or it four might, years. Might sure. not be true for some people. Might be true for others. Yeah, you really don't know. And it's hard to say until you end up back there, right? Because you know maybe things will take off and you'll be a top guy and right. whatever. But I mean, look at Cody. He went back. He was being treated as a top guy. Now, will it stay that way once he's back off injury and everything? I don't know. Right. But, you know, he was being treated very well until he tore his freaking bicep or whatever it was. Hey, don't. Stop it. Fun times with the dog. I mean, the other thing is, let's not act like Triple H doesn't have a long memory either. Oh, well, I mean, if I was, like, CM Punk, I wouldn't go back. No, <laughs> no, well, that'd be just be stupid. Punk needs to just be like, you know what? I, I'm just going to go and, and sit in my condo with my hot wife and my ugly dog, and we're just going to we're just gonna live our lives. I think wrestling is done. Wrestling is just over for uh, it's, me. It's, it is, yeah, I'm very interested to see what the end result of that whole disaster will be because the elite are still nowhere to be found on AEW television. Punk's nowhere to be found, but he's also injured, so that doesn't really count. Right. Uh, I would imagine that has to be, because it's been a minute, hasn't it? It's been, I, I feel it's been at least a month, like month and a half maybe. It's been a while. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess people are suspended and stuff like that, or they're waiting until they finish their investigation, whatever the deal might be. But you would think this is a pretty long time to just get statements and stuff like that. Right, so, right. unless they're trying to figure out, you know, I, legal I, stuff and figure out what to do. Yeah, I would assume it's either legals involved or people are suspended and they're just not saying. Right. But, yeah, AEW is in this weird place, though, right now, because they very much felt like they had their own identity. And they brought a lot of guys in from the indies or from New Japan, right? And they really pushed guys and made them stars. And now they've brought in just so many people, including a lot of ex-WWE guys, that now the show is just weird because it's still mostly the same people mm-hmm. on TV. You've got some different guys getting mixed in here or there, but... There just seems to be no direction, no plan anymore. And they were doing the long-term stuff, right? Like, you know, Hangman beating Omega for the title. That was like huge two years of, of setup or something. Um, but, you know, they have a lot of people who just seem like they're just spinning their tires. I mean, people have been waiting for Jamie Hayter, for example, to turn on Britt Baker forever. Well, you, you got to like, okay. We, and Jamie's so over on television. I it's mean, like, let's just go for this. What are we waiting on? Look, I mean, this isn't a surprise, but all the women who can work inevitably get over. I mean, you had freaking Riho, who nobody knows Riho, especially in America. And every time she wrestles on television, the place goes crazy. But that's the thing. If it's, I feel like AEW is, is the place where it's like, I'm here because I, I want to watch wrestling. Yeah. So if you're a good wrestler, you're going to get over, I feel like. Yeah, and that's the same reason like Sheeta got over and 
you know, Britt got over on her personality, but she can wrestle too. She's not like bad. Right. Um, I don't know. AEW is just in this weird spot. Well, and it's always going to be. It seems like something's off over there. It's always going to be peaks and valleys, right? You know, it's not always going to be the greatest thing ever. Well, it just seems like they're in a holding pattern because, you know, you've got the elite who are, I guess, suspended. Who knows? And they were obviously a major focus of the show. I mean, Omega just came back when that whole thing happened. He was just trying to save the dog. Just trying to protect Larry the dog. Larry the dog. St. Kenny. Yeah. From on high. Very kind of him. Got bit for his troubles by a crazy man. <laughs> it's so carny. It's so it is, fucking great. It's incredible. Thank you, maniacs. Um, but clearly, you know, look, uh, like you could see it, obviously, with Punk, that all this time, everything Tony Khan wanted to do was just, we're going to like focus on Punk. We're going to focus on Punk. Everything's about Punk. And now Punk went and lost his fucking mind. And so now it just the ship doesn't seem to have a direction. They're just kind of floating. Well, and I don't know how good of an idea it was to. I love the guy. You know, I love the guy. Commit everything to a guy who's injury prone and he's a million years old. And he's very curmudgeon And just kind of, oh, well, we brought him back in. And we have guys who we've well, been like. Why don't we do something with. Someone who got over naturally, like Eddie Kingston. That's what I'm saying. You know, like the guy just got over just being himself, just being a hard worker. Because he's, it, it, I cannot speak enough to how much I love Eddie Kingston. <laughs> the dude has been an amazing talker always. Beast in the ring. Just since like the Chikara days, like however many years fucking ago that was. But dude's awesome. Well, and then you've got people like... The Ty Conti thing kills me all the time because she was getting to be really, really good. And now she's just Sammy Guevara's girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird show right now because you have certain people who are always doing great. Like Jericho's always doing great. Moxley's always doing great. There's a lot of people who just seem like they have no direction. And you you have people who were, like Wardlow was getting really hot. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of vanished off TV. And FTR was super hot. And they've just completely vanished off television. It's just a strange show on AEW right now. Well, hopefully they get it figured out. You know, even if it takes, you know, a couple more months. Write the ship. Decide what you want to do. And let's get back to what you guys do well. Yeah. Did you ever watch that video I sent you? So I sent Erica a video of this. Uh, it was the stardom one, these right? These two women from stardom. I did not get a oh. chance to watch it. I know. I'm and the one, the one woman gets put in a figure four and just sells death for a minute straight. Like wails of agony as she tried to get to the road. It was incredible. Love a good sell. Yeah, it was so good. Very underrated in wrestling. Speaking of women, what do you think of the latest episode of She-Hulk? Like as soon as the dude left and she couldn't get a hold of him, I was oh, like, was "Oh like, well, he, he's bad a bad guy. guy." Yeah, immediately. Okay. okay. Fucking Josh. Fucking Josh. I dug the whole um, therapy session. I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I would like to see more of all of those gentlemen because they were delightful. Well, you. They're definitely. I mean, there's only two episodes left, so who knows what's going to happen. But I almost feel like they're setting it up for all these guys to show up and be her backup at some point. Right? I would hope so, yeah. 
I mean, that's what it kind of feels like should be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when Daredevil's showing up. I assume it's the next episode since there's only two left. I mean, if she's going to be going against these... Uh, uh, not Illuminati, Intelligentsia. There you go. Then I would assume he's either showing up at the end of this, this second to last episode or, you know. Well, and here's the question, okay, this this I'm Josh a dumb guy. thing to say. He's going to show up in one of the last two episodes. How profound, Erica. <laughs> what a profound this, statement. This Josh guy in the text he was sending kind of made it seem like he got her blood, right? That's how I was taking that. But yes. here's my question, okay? You're waking is up with somebody stabbing you. Is this guy the greatest lay of all time? Did he fuck her into a coma? Because if you're getting, like, stabbed with a needle after sex, I think you're going to wake up. I don't know. Or was the point that... Because they showed us the needle, right? It was a big fucking needle, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, or he drugged her in some way. I maybe, don't know. Maybe. Very yeah, satisfied maybe from was, the sex. I guess that's that's entirely yeah, possible. Yeah, maybe it was like he, uh, yeah, he drugged her drink or something. Could be. Which would also be kind of weird, though, because they've said that she can synthesize that kind of stuff pretty quickly. But only if she's in She-Hulk. Oh, I guess that's fair. That's fair. Because remember when she was at the wedding, she was just blotto. Yeah. Yeah. I like the wedding episode where uh, finally they get into the fight and um, what's her name? Just like she's she's she all thrown up on the ground. Right. And uh, what's what's her what's the character? Titania. Titania. Just shows up behind her. She's like, oh, are you okay? And then she punches her in the head. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She was hammered because she forgot how to turn into She-Hulk then for a second. Yeah, there, she's, yeah. Like, she's like, well, are you going to turn? I can't remember how. <laughs> it's been a fun show. Two yeah. more episodes, you said? Yeah, two more. Okay, good. Two more, and then I can stop hearing about that I'm not watching the show. Oh, no, you're still thinking about it. Can we go uh, that 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 little that little stank right there? Yeah. We sit here and we listen. We don't run. Yeah. We listen to you talk about running. We get, we let you talk about that. And we don't make fun of you at all. I already get. There's not a lot of the stank. WWE talk. If you would like to be talk. included, you could be included, sir. That is a choice that you make. I just don't appreciate. Hey, what, what, this is what I don't have to hear about this I don't, show. Anymore. I don't appreciate the implication that I hate the show. I just don't find it appointment viewing. I was not compelled. No, you're never. You're never going to watch to it. watch it. You're just not going hey. to watch it, which is fine. Erica, I have a question from an outside observer mm-hmm. looking at. <laughs> yes, it would appear to me. And this is a complete topic shift, by the way. Oh, okay, it would appear oh, oh, to me. Time, time stamp. Time yeah. stamp. <laughs> 27 minutes Bob loves to go to the grocery store for one thing and comes back with 15 bags yes no 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 no. just one thing Mm -hmm. like tell me if I'm wrong because I'll get these texts all the time and it just seems like Bob is going to the grocery store for just like one thing like he'll go and just buy a home run in pizza or he'll go and just buy like some cookies or something you just, I think, I think he just wants to be out with the people, you know. I think because he works from home, so he isn't out, and it's on a, especially on a day he doesn't go run, Bob gets antsy. That's this true. is true, and he's got to get out of the house for a little while. 
I mean, I understand that. That makes sense. My favorite. He's like, I'm going to go for a drive. And I'm like, just say you're going to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you're going to Burger King. Just say you're going to Burger King. I have King. not been Burger King in months. Now he goes to Portillo's. Or Wendy's. I have not been guys. to Wendy's in a while. <laughs> What's but not go- months. What's the go-to? What do you know? Taco Bell. Because it's no. the closest. So sometimes you got to run for the border. Well, sure. Arby's. There, there is an occasional run for the border, but not often. It's not like, I don't know what it is. Like, it is close. It's open late. But I don't think about that Taco Bell too often because the line is usually really long there. And it just takes really forever to get through drive through. <laughs> um, Fab's also known for his patience. Oh, yes. Arby's. I like Arby's, but there's not. Both of the Arby's near here are not super close. They're not far. You know what isn't far and is good and is relatively inexpensive capri yeah i i think bob honestly likes any food that's within like three minutes of his house it could be anything he's going there because it's close but it's not just transit time it's it's how long do i have to wait and drive through that factors into the decision too well then you can never go to wendy's no, no, it's terrible. Wendy's <laughs> is always a wait. That, I haven't been to a Wendy's in a long ass time. I but. can't figure out. I gotta ask them. I can't figure out what happens at the Wendy's that we're by, because when I get my food, it's like here's the money, here's the food. See you later. I'm out of there. Twenty seconds. Once I get to the window. Sure. Everyone else is at the window for an hour. I guess it just depends on what time you're going. No, it's any time of the day. I've always waited in a Wendy's line. Always. Wendy's is... I've generally found Wendy's to be slow. Um, McDonald's will randomly drag shoot on you. Occasionally, but they're usually... As long as you order the... There's been a couple times where I've gotten the chicken sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, no, you got to pull out a line. You got to wait. Yeah. Because it's the chicken sandwich. And they only got those burgers ready. Because that's but then why you're. But go- then you're getting it fresh. Well, that's the thing, right? At least it's fresh. I know it's not been sitting in the oil for 12 hours or whatever. One of my, one of my slight nitpicks about Portillo's, which, you know, we all love Portillo's. Indeed. But my nitpick about Portillo's is when they park you, which is fine. I don't mind waiting. I understand it's kind of an in between fast food to restaurant place right Mm -hmm. but they give you your drink before they park you and then you're sitting there five to ten minutes waiting for your food with your drink just going flat (laughs) and it's like come on you can't like get the drink ready after you got the food ready i don't know it's just like a little thing but and i understand why they do it to keep everything moving but can i have my non-flat soda See, I've never had the, like a a fountain soda going flat problem before, but I mean, all the problems you have everywhere. Well, you've never had your soda go flat. That's that's not one I can. He doesn't usually give it enough time to go flat. That's fair. 
That's fair. Because if He's we're for the food. if we're being the real, gets the food, the soda's gone. Yes, that's, that's what that's what would happen. And I would stop at Seven Eleven on the way home to get another soda. Because You're a maniac. I I am. You've been to Hooters with me. How quick is my soda gone? That is the funny thing is when you're sitting there and you've taken like two sips and all of a sudden you look across the table <laughs> and his soda has just vanished. This is why we try not to keep it in the house because it, if we'll buy a 12 pack, it will be gone in a day. Oh, I know. That's why I look, I was, I was having like two a day for years and I had to stop buying it completely. You just can't have it around. No. It's, of course, then he'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to run out and grab a soda. Yeah, see, yeah but I'm, I don't drink as much then. You don't, but you're still going out and spending more money on it then, in theory. Well, yes, it's not as cost effective, but it is less soda consumed. Sure. Because the idea is to try and wean off soda. That's the way. Oh, that's that's the, the, this is weaning? We, okay. <laughs> that's you actually, know what weaning means. <laughs> That's actually the way I think about it, too, though, Bob, which is like you said, if I go to a whatever Wendy's and I get a soda and it's fucking two fifty or whatever, probably like sixty five dollars now with the way prices These are. Days, yes. Uh, I know I'm being fucking robbed. Yes. But at least I'm not buying a 12 pack of soda, which I'll then drink all of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I you know, it's it's. Interesting you, you, you bring up that point because I have definitely been, like, I don't know, in this last, like, two weeks since I started this new med, I've been, like, ferociously hungry, but... Like, more than normal? Yeah, well, for sure. Um, I can't even fathom that level of hunger. No, it's, you know, Ultra Bob. Ultra Bob has ultra, ultra needs. Bob has old needs bottomless pizza. <laughs> Nature's cruelest mistake. <laughs> um, he ate all our shrimp <laughs> and two plastic lobsters. Uh, but it, but you know before that and and it's, I'm trying to get back to that. But is you know just how much stuff costs now is like I am thinking twice before I go grab something to eat you go out to buy something to eat and like even this week like today i i was like oh, i just want to get out of the house and, and and for me a lot of it really is i just want to get out of the house for 10 minutes and so i'll be like okay i'll go to mcdonald's i'll get a burger and a soda and i'll get out of the house and i'll get lunch but anymore it's just like the price of food going out has just gone up so much like even i'm like eh, let me let me see what i can get out of the fridge and like well, today it was like i was thinking about it and i was like no we got leftover fried chicken let me make a sandwich out of that and that's why really i mean i've joked around on this podcast but it's true when you see the you know like a pound of soda or not soda pound of soda when you see a pound of pasta in the box is on sale for like 99 cents you might as well just buy as much as they'll let you buy I actually at where I normally do my grocery shopping had a brand that I don't normally buy for 99 cents and I was just like I, I, I that's 
That's yeah. like a dollar fifty cheaper than the brand I would normally buy. So yeah, yeah I'm so getting like, the cheaper pasta. Yeah, it's like the reality is pasta is not like sauce. Sauce, there's a lot of bad sauce. Yes, most pastas are, are fine. fine, and so you're kind of safe with whatever generally. Well, and um, you're putting sauce on it, right? You're putting exactly. You're not. You're eating not it plain. E- like. Was I telling you? I made the cake for uh, our daughter's birthday. It was just this last weekend. I made the cake for it. And now, normally, if I'm going to be using like a cream cheese, and I'm going to be like just putting it on a bagel, I'm going to buy Philadelphia. Yeah. But if I'm going to mix it with sugar and vanilla and you know whatever the fuck else for the the frosting. I'm going to get the cheaper version because you're not eating it by itself. Yeah. You're zhuzhing it you're up. barely going to taste it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> is Philadelphia the better cream cheese? A thousand percent. It's also very expensive. And, and that's kind of how it is with pasta. You're either dumping like oil and salt and pepper and cheese on it, or you're putting sauce and cheese or whatever. You're, you're barely going to taste the pasta itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you have to like, like actively try to make bad pasta. Yeah. Like that would be the the brand. This is just bad pasta. <laughs> bad pasta. <laughs> it's gross. Don't buy this. Shit pasta. We we made it to make a point. You know what's surprisingly good? Aldi brand potato chips. There's a lot of good cheap stuff at Aldi, there honestly. Is. Well, that's where I got my ingredients for the, most of the ingredients for the cake. And that's why like for example, I like I like uh making muddy buddies, mm-hmm. you know. And you don't have to get actual checks to make Muddy Buddies. You can just get the knockoffs because you're putting, you know, it's butter, chocolate, and powdered sugar, and peanut butter. You can't taste the checks. It doesn't matter. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had Muddy Buddies. Oh, they're outstanding. You have to bring some over, Alex. No, no, no. They don't don't make it out the door. You don't understand. (laughs) The Muddy Buddies I make... Those are mine. I see. I see. Okay. Alex has his limits. And make yourself some but, Muddy Buddies. No, but you could buy the bag of Muddy Buddies, but again, you're getting horrendously robbed. But probably not as many calories as making it yourself. Yeah, but if you make it yourself, it tastes amazing. Oh. Trade-offs. Trade-offs. Hey. Hey. We, we bounced away from it, but I just wanted to call out that while I don't have the soda-going flat problem at Portillo's, I can't remember the last time I went to Portillo's and I left truly happy because there's always service problems. Yeah, they, like, um, see you coming. They yeah, got your picture that's, up. That's you just in your curse. I don't have that's that your That's your your sins of the father curse. That's what Must that be. is. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. you have that everywhere, though? Most times, usually if I'm out with him, it's not that I don't perceive it as being that bad, but he'll get irrationally angry about things. Well, also, when we go out, we go to places like Hugo's Frog Bar sure. and Gia Mia where you're not getting intro level wait staff. Sure. sure. You know, I, I mean, we like where I get bad service with Alex is Portillo's and. Buffalo Wild I've been Wings. out with you, though, and the check might take, like, five minutes longer than you want it to when you start getting all hot. Well, just bring me the goddamn check. You can wait five minutes. Oh, yeah. No, Bob. The check wait. Once Bob's done with his food, he wants to go. Well, it's anything. Once Bob has decided I have reached my limit, now I'm going to stand in the corner and glare at my wife until we can go home. You know, 
then I will ignore that and continue to mill about whatever I'm doing because I have not reached my threshold yet. You know what's funny about Bob? (laughs) Is he's such a psycho in so many ways Mm -hmm. that if one day it came out that Bob was actually a serial killer... He really wouldn't be that surprised, would you? I would just be like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. (laughs) So that was what all the running was. Oh, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. He has the perfect cover. Yes. Because I was running. Yeah, if the police come to get him, he's just going to be like, well, I was out running from the hours of, you know, 2 a.m. to... That's why I was in the forest preserve. 2 p.m. I was running. (laughs) That's why I happened to run by that dead body (laughs) that I was burying and I'm covered in blood. (laughs) What? What? I tripped and fell into it and I just rolled in the blood. I mean, officer, come on. And I had I had to finish this? the run. That's why I didn't report it. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be believable too. See, <laughs> I was going for called, a PR. I had to keep going. If they called me up to testify to his character, I think I could actually be quite helpful because they would just be like, "Well, you know, he claims he was just running and he fell and tripped and rolled around in the blood, and then he had to finish the run because that was the most important thing to him." Yeah, sounds and I would about go, right. Yeah, I'd be like. Yeah, and what are you, what are you trying to get at? Like, <laughs> is there, is there a question in there, sir? <laughs> You're just stating facts. Yeah. I think most people, if it came out they were serial killers, I'd be like, I can't have anything to do with those people. If Bob was a serial killer, I'd be like, all right. Like, I, I think <laughs> I've I already knew, known you like I think I knew that. 12 years, so it's fine. Yeah, I think I knew that. I think if he was going to kill me, I would be dead by now. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm speaking about myself. Oh yeah, yeah. If I, he was gonna kill me. Sure. That would have happened a long time ago. Yeah. What are you laughing about over there? No, when it's... we timestamp that, that was part of the bag on Bob portion of the podcast. Oh right? yeah, that there'll be a bag on Bob part two though. Okay. Oh, I was obviously. gonna say I thought the whole podcast was bag on Bob. Well, we're trying to timestamp to be more convenient for our listeners. I did mean to like take some notes as to what we were talking about but clearly nah. i forgot to start at the beginning there's no point in you know here's now. the thing if you want us to put effort in of, aside from the barest minimum of what we're doing right now you're gonna have to start throwing some shit some cash our way that yeah. is that is just that's the, the relationship if, if, if we throw up like a patreon and suddenly we were making a thousand dollars a month on this endeavor. Different story altogether. Now we could have timestamps. Okay, right. we'll have that as a stretch goal. There you go. Some timestamps. Maybe get some behind the scenes stuff. What the fuck that would be? I don't know. Us a eating picture, pizza. A picture, of, a picture of Bob the dog. <laughs> oh, there you go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, cough up some fucking money if you want some effort. But until then. This is what no you effort. get. No Someone effort. on the Slack is going to yell at me that I don't. We don't have a Patreon, so how how could people cough up money to us? Oh, I will get that shit set up. You go for it. Okay, get it going. People want to start throwing money at us. Wouldn't it be funny if we put up a Patreon and all of a sudden we were making like five grand a month and we were like, "What the fuck? <laughs> What's the like, matter with? Why you weren't people? we doing this for years? Why haven't we put this up years ago? All yeah. the wasted years." <laughs> No, I would come up and be like, honestly, what the fuck is the matter with you? Thank you. I appreciate it. What's wrong with you? One thing I've learned from all the people who have smashed success on Twitch is people are more than happy to throw their money away on trash. All right. Well, then, yeah. 
Maybe we'll get a Patreon set up. What about, what about an OnlyFans? Why not us? Are you guys going to get naked for OnlyFans? No, no. You could start your hentai career. Though. Oh, there we go. The furry hentai? Yeah. You got to timestamp that, too. That's something that okay, we've talked about hentai. in the past. Right. I'll make sure to take a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the... See, I always joked around about how... Bob could have a mistress because you would never know because he has the perfect cover. But he could be killing people too. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that he could be doing. I'm actually like grossly uh, like under reporting my average speed so that I have time to commit these murders. Well, like, already... actually, I'm like a five-minute mile runner. Bob, you don't runner. want to be talking about your design on the podcast because then they're going to be able to use that as evidence later. I mean, it's you, true. you want to keep that under wraps. Oh, I can already tell the police when they listen to this eventually. Whatever time it says Bob spends running on his phone, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, remember when he tried to claim, like, oh, I only run, you know. 23 hours in the day. <laughs> I, listen, if you look at just the raw amount of hours don't need to do this. that <laughs> I spend uh, per week, it's really not nearly as much as you might think. I mean, look, it's so you you've I so the month started just a couple days ago. I've only run four hours and 16 minutes this month. I don't believe you. Also, you. <laughs> you also have the marathon coming up, though. So you this isn't a normal week. Yeah. Which point? Correct. My beautiful wife, you are correct. <laughs> Is the statement that should be flying out of your face right now. Flying. 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 Hey, do you guys use that uh, the wood fire oven outside anymore? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't we made pizza it. a couple weeks ago. Oh. I mean, I didn't see the pizza, so I don't really believe that it existed I will as, say, a, as a concept. The, here is the issue, is it was very hot this summer, and standing out there getting that fire going is no like fun. not fun. You need to like take a shower afterwards. Yes, it's <laughs> disgusting. So you I know, think now that the temperatures are coming down a little bit more... It's a shame we don't have some dough right now. We could make one right after this, even though we've already had pizza tonight. I am still so full from that pizza. Well, I mean, these are small toss, pizzas. You could toss one of those home run-ins in there that you already have. You've got a good you, point you there. You leave it in there for like 30 seconds, it'll be done. We we could toss one in to have done for the end of the podcast. No, that'll be on fire. No, Well, no, no, no. I mean, you just got to... Time it right. Yeah, you're going to bed right after the podcast. Oh yeah, no, I am. I'm so you're, tired. I've heard Alex. now your your bedtime is like seven p.m. I have been so ungodly tired this last two weeks. Like it is funny because my buddy uh, Sheila, who I mentioned earlier, uh, she was here. Uh, when we had a party for uh, uh, Izzy's birthday, and she just, she looks at she goes, "Are you just tired all the time?" And I'm like, "I mean, usually, yeah, not like to the point where I'm like exhausted, but just tired is kind of like I have a toddler. Yeah, that's just kind of the way it is, you know." I just don't know what it's like to be like rested. to wake up and feel rested and refreshed and 
you know, have good hair. Like, what are those things like? It's great. (laughs) I've never had any complaints about it. (laughs) I was just thinking I have to I have to cut my hair before the the race on Sunday because um, you have to cut your hair. Well, see, am I supposed to not make jokes? I mean, what the fuck? It's not right to make jokes about a bald person cutting their hair. <laughs> well, because he's not technically bald. No, he's just like... <laughs> what does the Costanza say? He's not bald. He's balding. <laughs> what fine. hair are you... I'm serious. Okay. What <laughs> hair are you cutting? This hair. He cuts it down to a point where it's it's like there's barely anything there. Yeah, that's how we you don't ended shave. Up in this we don't shave the head because that is not allowed. <laughs> White men should not shave their heads. They have odd, misshapen heads, and no one needs to. So, one, what, what, what am I going to do once, like this very thin section? You can't have up the horseshoe, here, Erica. I, I'm going to end up with a horseshoe. You can't have the horseshoe. I mean, you've got to let him shave the head at that point. No. Because you if wear he hats. Has the, you're not shaving your head. It's not happening. If he has the horseshoe, you're not going to want to be in public with him. I don't mind the horseshoe. It's fine. You're going to have to go to one of those places where they do the hair restoration. <laughs> well, whatever Elon Musk did. Plugs. Did Musk get plugs? Those look terrible. Know. You are never getting hair plugs. When you have unlimited money, the possibilities are endless. He got something we don't even know about, but no, you're not yeah, shaving your head. Bathed in the blood of children or something. I mean, if it were, I can't yeah, wear. I can't wear a visor because when I wear the visor, like the way it makes my hair, head look, it just makes me cringe. Oh, you like a cone head? It's it's not good. Which is a shame because visors ideal for marathoning because it I gives me. I don't think me... any men can pull off a visor to tell you the truth. Well, no, but there are there. No, you know who could? John Ham could pull off a visor. There. Okay, well, you're saying no man. He's a man. All right. He could do it. Well, is he though? Okay. He's a Greek god. I don't know that I'd go that far. He's a man. A very attractive man. Could George Clooney pull off the visor? I don't think so. All right. Well, wait, wait, hold on. What kind of visor? Because there's a difference. Because there's like, there's like golf visors, and then there's like a the, like the the classic poker visor. I'm talking about the visor I have seen you wear. Yes, that is the kind of visor. Yeah, and it's. I don't know that George Cooney could pull that could pull that off. I feel like John Hamm could though. Maybe. I feel like Brad Pitt could do it too. Yeah, but fuck Brad Pitt. Well, yes, yeah, so we know fuck Brad Pitt, but he. I'm just saying. You know who could? Hankinator. Hankinator. I don't know, man. That's tough. It's tough, but I think he could do it. He runs. I bet you he runs a visor. He wears a visor when he runs. Let us know, Hankinator. Right in. Hank, we should go for a run. And talk. Running. It'll be great. He doesn't want to talk about running. He wants to talk about Warhammer. The, no, hold on. If if the Hankinator is a runner, there is no way he doesn't want to talk about running. He may also want... Very much so to talk about Warhammer. That's true. Like at length, but if there there are there does not exist a world of runner who doesn't want to talk about running. Well, and that's our in, right? This is how we get him out to the shitty Chicago suburbs to record with us. You get in there, Bob. You're the honeypots. You know what I'm going to start doing if somehow Bob becomes friends with the Hankinator, as you call him. 
I'm going to start feeding him things to tell Bob to do. And then Bob will just do them because it's Henry Cavill. <laughs> so I'll just be like, I'll just be like Henry, Henry. Tell Bob he has to watch She-Hulk and he's going to love it. <laughs> and next episode, Bob will get on here and be like, I watched the whole run of She-Hulk today. And it was great. My favorite show ever. Wow. It's going to be like, sit your ass down, Henry. We're having a conversation about the show you're on. Give me Lauren's number. We need some words. There's some scenes that need to be in this next fucking season or Erica's going to be hot. Also, take off your shirt while we discuss it. For God's <laughs> sake, man. Let those guns breathe. <laughs> oh, podcasting. Oh, is your mean, shirt chafing you, Henry? Why Why is Bob flying to the UK to run a 5K? <laughs> gonna go run with his new best friend Henry and then Joey can come over and we can play D&D and it'll be the greatest time ever and then I could die a happy woman <laughs> I'm gonna get Henry into magic so Erica will play it with me <laughs> I've played magic with you before that's not true yes it is that's just not true yes it is I don't know who you played magic with but it was this is you. like a thousand years ago that but I, it wasn't like a ton you but I've can't definitely count played with time you. frames I don't remember <laughs> you can't be like oh we played it when we were six well, I can't remember that. I'm not even sure that was me. We were that definitely, been, I've never played magic with anyone. That might have been a different consciousness for you. in my body. And we were young. We were very young, but I have definitely played magic with you. Alex, if you would like to play magic, bring your cards over. I'll play magic well, with you. Can we record it? Sure. There we go. I, no bonus content no for the bonus Patreon. Bonus content. Oh, okay, yeah. There would have to be some really hardcore fans Us struggling <laughs> through Magic the Gathering. Alex teaches Erica magic. Hey, I know all the most of the stupid fucking rules for D and D. I think I could uh, latch on to the magic ones. No, it's not that. I was gonna say if it's inane and dumb, I'm there for it. So no, magic is actually very straightforward. There are set standard rules, but all the cards can break the rules. <laughs> that's that's the but that's magic, and it explains on the cards what they do. So. Well, it's one of those. Isn't it easy to learn, hard to master? Sure. It's like Gwent. I avoided Gwent for so long in that fucking game because I was like, I don't understand this shit. It's a lot more fun than Gwent. This doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And then I played it a few times. I'm like, all right, I got it. And I still fucking hate this. So, fuck it. Yeah, it's a lot more fun than Gwent. Gwent was never... Like, they actually released a standalone Gwent game and it failed because... No one gives a... It's like, it's a... Like, okay, like, again, Sheila's been, like, playing through The Witcher 3 and she gets very sidelined with the Gwent of it all. And I'm just like, I have... I've played, like, two hands when I've had to. What was the um, what was the card game? Hearthstone. That's it. Yeah, I played that for like that's a week. Basically, simple magic. And I've heard that's still doing like pretty well, like well enough to continue development on it. I just see. I wish that would have come to more platforms. I don't understand why that's locked to the PC. Like, why isn't that on Xbox or something? It does seem odd not to release it on other platforms. But yes, Alex, if you would like to bring over, like, we'll set, like, a Saturday or something. Wonderful. Or before we record one time, we can play some magic. Wonderful. Mm. I'm down. Bob could play two. You could play three-player magic. Oh, there you go. 
three see magic is really fun actually when the the most fun version of magic is called two-headed giant which is two versus two Mm -hmm. and you use your decks to work together um but magic is also really fun when you play three or four players just free for all because then you start table talking to try to get people to fuck other people over (laughs) And that's super fun. Oh, that's like, that's like your favorite thing to do. Yeah. In any game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not denying that. I just thinking back to Among Us. Oh, I Erica, I wish you would have been there cuz I pulled some schemes on Among <laughs> Us. They're really you would have been super jealous of. <laughs> you would have been like, "How did this motherfucker plan 7 steps ahead on screwing his friends over?" Well, the funny thing is they kept falling for cuz he would tell me stories and I'd be like, "They realize it's Alex, right?" Like they're still just, "Yep." Well, and it was it was like to a point where it was like you like everybody knows it's him, but like for some reason, they let but that little chance, bit of but there's doubt. There's a chance it's not right. No, I mean, but that's the funny thing about that game is I'll only be the imposter. See, my scheme was always to play the same all the time, which was extremely shady. <laughs> so I'd be the imposter two out of ten games, but I'm playing like I'm the imposter all ten games. Right, right. So you never know what I'm really up to amazing game was great when he was the imposter see and he would worst. always misplay it in my opinion because when he was the imposter he would always try to come kill me first but i think you want to keep me around to place blame on well that would be like the logical thing right especially if he's playing super shady just let him go and do that shade that shade master thing oh shade master that, that is one of the tough things about a game like among us though and you know, I think about like that, um, that Halloween game, uh, that came out like two years ago or whenever that was. Halloween game. Um, Are you talking about Jason? Oh, the Jason Friday game. The 13th? Yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth game, the Halloween. Um, yeah, because like there, when you have a role where you can only be it, you know, very intermittently, it's hard to get good at that role because I can I've probably played imposter less than 20 times total yeah you know and a, and a function of that certainly is that um I just didn't you know I just don't have much time to play video games period although I was playing much more back then but that is a challenge of of a game like that is like to to get good at that to get good at that kind of stuff you have to do it and if you don't have time to do it, you know, it's much easier to play one of the crewmates. Generally, I guess, yeah, because all the pressure isn't on you. And if someone comes up and stabs you or kicks you off, it's like, uh, whatever, they're just screwing themselves in a way. Like if your teammates accidentally vote you off, it's like, well, you just kind of played yourself. Right. But, yeah, if you're the imposter, especially if you're the only imposter – you know, all the pressure is on you because yeah. you're trying to you're trying to manipulate however many other people you're playing with six, seven people. You're trying to get them all to work against each other. Yeah. While you're picking them off. But it was very fun. I I, I enjoyed playing I, that I game. I wish I could get enough people on to play it. 
Have you guys even like tried to get people to play it in the recent months? Well, when did he never gets on? When am I supposed to get these magical people oh, together? No, I'm, just, I'm just asking. Mm. See, this is this is the great thing it's where fault. It, it blame yeah. blame me. Yes, uh, as always, because uh-huh. you know, he, as always, he, I get blamed for everything. He he could say, about? "Hey, Bob, when's a, when's the night this week when you know we could we could play Among Us?" And I'd say, "Well, may you know, I usually don't run on Monday nights." He could say, "Oh, cool. Let me see if I get some people together." But no, that's not what happens. I never hear that. <laughs> <laughs> shit he ain't getting on anyway <laughs> if i say i'm gonna be somewhere i'm gonna be somewhere <laughs> okay hey <anyway. laughs> like let's say i if i agreed to come play overwatch 2 then I would be on to play Overwatch 2. Now, I'm not going to agree to play Overwatch 2 because I don't have any desire. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a segue. (laughs) Alex, have you gotten a chance to play? A little bit. So it's the usual disaster online game launch. Yeah. Um, So I played... So it came out on Tuesday at like 2 p.m. our time, I think. And it's been pretty much fucked ever since. Uh, I was able to play one game at like 2 a.m. last night, and then I went to bed. And that, you know, it's Overwatch. Um, And then I was able to play like four games today before I came here. Hmm. Um, So the servers are getting... I think it's the combo of they made the game free-to-play, They've, you know, semi-advertised it. They used what I would consider the usual advertising scheme, which is you play all, you pay all the streamers to play the game. And then all the children that watch them are flocking to the game. Sure. So I think the servers are getting hammered by that. And then also they're claiming, now whether or not you choose to believe them, I will leave up to you. But they're claiming they're being continually um, DDoS'd. Uh, uh, since the launch. I mean, people are idiots and it's entirely possible that could be it's happening. certainly possible. I mean, it's, you know. But it's also just, it could be just you cheaped out on servers and it's, well, you're well, being overwhelmed. See, that's the thing. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense because I'll say for sure that one of the things I've always really liked about Overwatch is literally... And I'm not exaggerating. In six years of playing that game, zero times ever have I blamed the servers for dying. Like, you play a lot of these games, like Call of Duty has some of the worst servers in netcode known to man. Mm -hmm. And you'll see things all the time, like you're around a corner and you die even though you're already around the corner. Mm. You know, bullets are passing straight through a guy's torso and not registering. You see crap literally every time you play stuff on a game like that. Um, I've never had a problem on Overwatch. Like, their servers and their netcode has always been just top of the line. And this isn't like, you gotta remember, like, it's basically like the relaunch of Overwatch 2 is like a monetization monetization scheme change. Mm -hmm. The game is still really the game. Mm -hmm. It's the same game, pretty much. Um, 
So I doubt they've really made changes on that end. I think their servers are just getting obliterated because you've got a bunch of people trying to play all at the same time. I mean, could be, but it's also that, just or in like... Or maybe they're getting DDoS. I, I would imagine, like... I, I've always just kind of like, wouldn't you... I think you should plan for the, the top number sure. of people you think you're going to have. No, companies but, don't do that. Well, but, but we also don't know if they're being DDoS. We are don't, they, no, you don't Are know. they having another... 500,000 users constantly be throwing being thrown at them who aren't real. Right. Yeah, who knows? We don't know. So Yeah, I mean if you're getting DDoS, that's hard. I mean there's I'm I mean you'd like to think an Activision Blizzard-sized company would be able to put in protections from this sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean that that's the thing. You even if you have I'm not a security expert. Yeah. But um and neither am I. We're just I'm yeah. straight up talking out of my head. But ass. I mean, conceptually, I understand how a DDoS attacks, and I know how the web works in general. And whatever measures you have to protect against DDoS, at the end of the day, when you have a public domain out there, like the only like if you've got a distributed attack, and you're getting pinged thousands upon thousands of times every minute from just one computer and that can be against thousands of computers across the world there's only so much you can do yeah, you know you've got to try to figure out what are the real connections and start and what are the fake right. and start banning ips right so it, it's it's really it, it is it, ddos is a real challenge and i do i do have some sympathy for companies that deal with that um because it's just a, it's just a shit thing there's not it's so hard to to fight against and especially if it's especially if it's truly chaotic it's just people who want to fuck with you like if it's somebody who's just trying to extract money from you maybe they you get you know a cryptic email with a bank account and you pay them off and it goes away that's best case scenario honestly but um but if it's not DDoS or it's a combination um i would I would argue that why would you as a comp why would you as a gaming company in 2022 actually plan for the top usage when you have been taught time and time again it doesn't matter people will suck it up and they will continue to play your game maybe but I also think with games like like video games are kind of like TV shows or movies the opening weekend is, or the opening week, that's kind of your high point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can bring people back over time to a degree, especially if the game is really strong for a really long period of time. But this is like your one chance in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And if your one chance is that people get on and you can't get onto the servers to play the game, mm -hmm. they might just never play again. And I think a lot of people are going to be that way. I, I don't disagree with you, um, but I could definitely see um, Activision Blizzard having a lot of hubris here. And um, whether it's, you know, justified or not um, because of their history, you know. Um, but again, time and time again, gamers have shown that they will not punish studios or you know if a game is good people come back it happens so often in video games people put up with bad 
bad business practices with shitty experiences all the time in video games. And it to the point where I would be very curious to see internal research on it. Because the, the thought process might be there are there are intangibles with video games. Like there are video games that catch on and become huge and there are video games that don't and they're they are you know virtually the same game or you know they're 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 competing against each other like what was the what was the one that went up against Overwatch that got just oh, obliterated Battleborn but from Gearbox but see okay there is a difference there there's one a name I haven't there's a name I haven't heard one in a long time. if we we got to be honest okay Especially back when Overwatch came out, this mm-hmm. was still Blizzard riding high, mm-hmm. high name brand value. This was before Activision really sunk their claws in, mm-hmm. right? And so when you start comparing Blizzard name recognition with the Blizzard polish that they're known for, and Overwatch has. I mean, Overwatch is mm-hmm. an extremely well-polished game in basically every conceivable way. And then you're comparing it to a Gearbox game, and it's like, I like the Borderlands games, but we're not exactly talking, like, the most well-made games here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean... But you're kind of making the, my and case also, here. And also, <laughs> why would you why would you come out... That was, a stuff, that was such a stupid launch. There have been some really dumb launches in video yeah. game history, but let me tell you, just in general, even in this day and age... Blizzard is not what they once were. Don't release your game on the same day as a Blizzard launch. That's just fucking stupid. It it seems like uh, that that's not a sharp. The, dumb, the move. dumbest the dumbest one in the history of video games that I can think of was Titanfall Two. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, releasing oh, yeah. one week between Call of Duty and Battlefield. That is being sent to die. Yeah. I mean, that is so stupid. That was just like a. What are you guys thinking here? No, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I'm so curious to see how Overwatch 2 plays out. Um, because it, the, how I think it'll tell you a lot about what is going, you know, what, what, oh, what, uh, Blizzard Activision was seeing as far as their data on what people would do because they've made a lot of questionable decisions on this launch that you and me as consumers, one as someone who loves the franchise and the other is someone who couldn't give a shit, but we're it's, you know, but even still I'm like, I don't like, I can come up with justifications for why they would do it, but it also doesn't make any it like it just seems to me like man you're taking a lot of risk here you're you're really betting on people being you're they're betting on people being as stupid as i fear they are well overwatch and overwatch 2 if i'm just given the general history of these games are very interesting because you know, Overwatch, If I don't know if you remember, originally started out as an MMO called Titan. And this was... Blizzard was trying to develop an FPS MMO internally. And 
The lead was Jeff Kaplan, who was known for being one of the top people on World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. So this is not just like some guy. This is a guy with a lot of power and rep within Blizzard. And whatever happened, this Titan game was not getting off the ground. It wasn't working. And so they took assets from that and like in one year spun it into Overwatch and released it. I mean, it was crazy fast. I don't even know how they did it because <coughs> Overwatch, when it came out, was not the feeling of a rushed game. This was a extremely well-polished, well-made game, right? So then what happens is, remember, Overwatch is one of the games that really started on the loot box model, yes. maybe yeah. the loot box game. But the difference is Overwatch didn't give loot boxes the bad rap. It was all these other games who took the greed to a whole other level. Overwatch loot boxes were actually quite giving. I mean, I have, and don't get me wrong, I've obviously played a lot of Overwatch. I've been playing it for six years. (laughs) But if if there's a cosmetic that came out of the loot boxes, I have it. I have every single one, and I've never spent another dime on that game from the initial purchase cost, and that's the problem, is that doesn't help them. They need people to to spend more money, especially if we're going to continually develop on a game. Yes. And that's what Overwatch 2 really is, is it's it's a monetization relaunch. It's not really a new game. So, well, to go back for a second, what happened was, you know, whatever it was, three, four years into Overwatch, they then then announced Overwatch 2. And what Jeff Kaplan kind of said is, look, when Overwatch 2 comes out, one's just going to turn into two. You don't have to buy it. The one's PvP is just going to turn into two. But what you're really going to be buying with Overwatch 2 is the PvE, which a lot of people are still very excited about whenever it comes out, hopefully next year. But again, the question is, what condition will it be in? And what ended up happening was, is I don't know if it was between all the various turmoil at Activision Blizzard that was going on. Apparently, there were a lot of orders coming down from up high of do this, do that, make this. And they would scrap them because they were shit. And that was pulling a lot of development time. Like apparently at one point, they were basically told, of course, because look where the video game industry is you need to make a BR and they VR? Tr- BR battle Royale. Oh, oh so oh. like Fortnite, Apex, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, they, it's they, not this they, fucking game. they tried apparently they put a lot of development time into it, but they couldn't come up with something that was up to the quality that they found acceptable. So that got scrapped. So this, all, all so this is all that development time. Right. So wasted. this is all stuff that was happening while they're also trying to make the PVE, which is a whole new thing, mm-hmm. and keep development on the PvP going. So there was a lot of back like behind the scenes shit going on on Overwatch. And so whatever the reason was, I don't know if it was problems with the game, whatever, Jeff Kaplan ends up leaving Blizzard. And his number two is now in charge of Overwatch. And what they did is they split off the PvP updates to get them out now mm-hmm. with the monetization change, which is loot boxes are gone. No more loot boxes. And 
now we're doing battle passes and purchasable purchasable cosmetics like direct purchasable rather than randomness which some people prefer i don't get it because yeah you know what you're getting when you pay for it but you're paying obscene amounts of money like like someone i sent you that link someone ran the math because there's all these skins in the game. You know, like, all these characters that have been around, they have 20, 25 skins for all these characters. Not to mention, like, sprays, voice lines, right. victory poses, Whole yada yada. All these other cosmetics. If you were to go onto Overwatch 2 and just buy these cosmetics, which you can if you are fucking crazy, it would cost you 120 or no, sorry, $12,000. So... And that's, and that's what's crazy is now it's kind of like because I have all these cosmetics just from playing the game over time, my account, in a sense, not that you could ever like piecemeal it off and sell it, but my account is worth $12,000. It's fucking crazy. It is insane. And the idea that you would pay like $20 for one skin... And a lot of these skins, frankly, are just like recolors. <laughs> is fucking right. nuts. Yeah. Um, I think people justify that, though. I mean, if you end up buying a lot of them, it's like, I don't know how you justify it, but it was it's free to play now, right? You don't have yeah. to buy the game. So, okay, I didn't pay anything. So, yeah, I'll get the, the dumb skin. It's 20 bucks. That's less than I would have paid for a new game anyway. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I know. But the, slippery slope, right? Yeah, I know the internal <laughs> justifications. It's just. Bonkers know. to you, yeah. I I mean I think, you know, Overwatch. Overwatch is a really interesting case study in video games, and, um, again, I'm so fascinated to see what comes of Overwatch Two. In Overwatch, it, it's it's got to be very frustrating as a developer to have put out a game that is so so good, um. But your management is just like, well, where is the, you know, we're not getting the continued revenue that we want. And also, I think that's a big part of it, which is, the you know, the loot boxes in the first year led to a shitload of extra money being spent. Yeah. But as time went on and people got more and more cosmetics and got more and more of these coins that you would get from duplicate cosmetics to then just get everything they wanted without having to ever spend money. Yep. The sales of loot boxes go down and down and down until they're probably next to nothing. Right. And that's what Overwatch 2, again, really is, is it's a relaunch to change how they get people to spend money rather than, like, a whole new game. Right. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's whatever. Look, it's still Overwatch. Yeah, they've changed some stuff. It's 5v5 instead of 6v6. Um. There, it's. I think in the end, it's still going to be a great game. I mean, Overwatch One is arguably my favorite game ever. I mean, I've been playing it for six freaking years. You know, right? Like, there's no other multiplayer shooter that I've played for six years. Right. You know, I played. I played Call of Duty Four for at least two years, um, but not much beyond that. I probably only played like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two for like a year, year and a half, maybe. So. And those would probably be, like, next closest. 
when I think anything with that kind of longevity these days is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah, and that's why, you know, it was like it was a little sad when they shut the servers down to make the switch over because it was like, man, like I've spent so much time on this game, mm-hmm. you know, and look. And again, I can't argue with the value. Right. I paid sixty dollars and I played it for six years. Right. I mean, that's so, it's so, ten bucks a year. What did we mention earlier, though? I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the road with the Overwatch classic. Yeah. It's possible. They did it with World of Warcraft. I mean, it's it's possible. I would, um, and especially if some of these gambles they've taken on Overwatch Two don't pan out. I I think what I'm seeing with this is like what I'd like to what I'd like to see is like a world where we find a balance between you know what what we want as video gamers and a model of a financial model that works for the big publishers because i mean that's that's the annoying thing overwatch 2 is a great game it just didn't it just stopped making money well and and that's the key for overwatch is i think you also have to remember i don't think overwatch was really meant to be a live service game no you know like a destiny is or like a Fortnite or apex or right. Warzone or whatever I think it was meant to be like, hey, we're going to put it out. Yeah, we're going to give it support because all Blizzard games get support. We added some heroes. We added some maps. They didn't charge for any of that. But I definitely think it was kind of like, okay, as long as people are buying loot boxes to fund development, we'll okay, keep adding. Right. Yep. But once the loot box sales go down, I think the development budget probably fell down. And now they had to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And that's why you end up with a new game. And that's why, look, like people want to get on there and they'll say, like, oh, it's the same game. It's like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, mm-hmm. like I sometimes change for the sake of change is bad. Right. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. And I, I think. think a big part of the reason, you know, for example, that they went to 5v5 was to remove a tank because they could never get people to play tank no matter what they ever did. And so it was like, okay, if we remove a tank, in theory, we can fix queue times. Because that was always the problem. Tank, insta-queue, because no one wants to play it. Damage, 10-year queue, because that's what everyone wants to play. And it's then you funny, because make... in like D&D, usually your tank, your damage sponge is like your barbarian, who also can like deal a fuck ton of damage yes. as well. So it's funny that, like, because I, I love playing those And classes. that's the funny thing is tanks on Overwatch are just bigger character models that still do a shitload of damage, and they're harder to kill because they have more health. See, I, that's like, that, so, that's my jam. Let's go. And, and it's like, I don't mind playing tank exactly, but I think for a lot of people, it's like, I don't want to be that frontline person who... All the attention is on. And you want to be the finesse up, person in the back. super sure. obvious. Sure. And that's what kind of happens when you're the tank. When you do something stupid on tank, everybody sees it, you know, because you're out there in the front. Sure. Um, but it's, you know, so I understand why they made the 5v5 change. I, I understand pretty much all the changes that happened. I get it. Um, they are getting a lot of shit and it doesn't personally affect me like a lot of the stuff i've talked about on here but 
they added this SMS protect thing, which is basically if you want to play Overwatch 2, you have to have a phone number tied to your account. I saw mm-hmm. that today. And, and it has to be it can't, it can't be, be a, po- a it can't be a phone. prepaid line, right? Um and apparently some prepaids work, but others don't. Like I've heard cricket doesn't work for That's a, that's reason. a shitty kind of And and I look and shitty. look, they're getting a lot of bad press about it, so I think they probably will end up addressing it. But it's also like in a sense I understand why because you know, their kind of stated goals are to tie accounts to a person. So if someone is a bad actor, they can hopefully get rid of them. Yeah. Because right now there's nothing, you know, there's nothing preventing you from, like, if you was Overwatch 1 and your account gets banned, well, you just get another account. Sure. <laughs> like, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping no, you. No, sure, sure. Um, so you could just keep, like, trolling endlessly. So but, I can, and, and and I'm sure there's ways for people to get phone numbers and keep being assholes or whatever. Oh, there definitely is. I just don't like that you're punishing people. One, I might be on a phone playing with my parents. Right. They have cricket. What am I supposed yeah, to? I just fucked. can't play this game. Yeah. No. They. Well, this they, is all they I have can afford. Yeah. It. It needs to be fixed. No. I. I absolutely agree that they need to figure out a better solution that still accomplishes some of the goals they're hoping for. You know, another thing that they're worried about and this has been a big problem for a long time on overwatch is smurfing um please explain what that is so smurfing is when you and this is easier on like console than it is on pc because uh so smurfing to explain it is let's say i'm of a certain skill level Mm -hmm. whatever that is um you know on overwatch the ranks are like Bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, master, grandmaster, top 500. So let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm a grandmaster player. But I don't want to play against other grandmasters all the time because they're really good too. So what you do is you go and make a second account that you play on and you go play with your friends who maybe aren't that good or something which artificially holds your rank down because you're playing on their skill level. So now when you go and play in games, you're a grandmaster player, but you're playing against platinum players. So you're dominating. So you're just dominating them, right? And this was a big problem on Overwatch for a long time because Overwatch is so teamwork-oriented that if you have... It kind of goes both ways. If you have one person throwing, it's almost impossible to overcome it. But if you have one person who's doing the work of like two to three people on the other team, that's really hard to overcome for the other team. And some people will come up with bullshit like, oh, I played a, you know, I practice characters I'm bad at on my Smurf account and shit. And it's like, I'm sure there are some people who do that, but there's also a lot of bad actors. So, you know, those were like basically their two stated goals for the SMS protect thing were like, try to hold toxic players to account on their real account which noble goal yes. a noble endeavor sure and to try to reduce smurfing and the other thing i think they did that some people seem to be very confused about but it's pretty straightforward to me that they're getting some shit about is this first player experience thing basically um so if you're a brand new player on overwatch 2 like you never played overwatch <laughs> at all right erica no if you got on Overwatch on your Xbox account and you played for the first time, 
you're going to be put into this first new player pool basically and what it is is like half the heroes in the game are locked Mm -hmm. more than half maybe there's like you know you got to remember there's like 35 heroes in the game or something like that um so maybe something like half of them are locked and over the course of a hundred games they unlock the whole roster for you but in the meantime i guess the theory is like you're getting to focus in on certain characters to maybe have a chance to learn the game and they also keep you match made into a pool with other new players until you've played that hundred right And then the other thing is you can't play competitive play, which is ranked play, until you win 50 games of unranked play. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's they're trying to accomplish a few goals, which is like, one, increase the quality of competitive games by giving people some time to learn the game. Sure. And two, if people do go ahead and make a smurf, they have to then go play at minimum 100 games on that account before they can get into competitive. So you're right? trying to, there's which in theory, Right, here. exactly. Right. You're adding on hurdles. And a lot of people seem to be confused, like, oh, they're locking heroes and you'll have to, like, buy them. And it's like, no, you can't, you did not, you can't buy the heroes. You just have to play 100 games. Like, there's no monetization angle on it. You I mean, is that I mean? a little annoying? Sure, but if you, if, like, if you jump on, they're not doing that to you, are they? No. It's only they're not new doing players. it. Yeah, they're not doing it to anyone who's played Overwatch One. It's only for people who are brand new on Overwatch Two, and uh, yeah. And I think you're like, <clears throat> again, you're you're putting like a certain pool of players. So I think if you're a new player and you're just playing by yourself or with other new players, you're kind of in that new player pool, which in theory is going to lead to better games because it's a bunch of people learning, right? Mm-hmm. But if you come, like, play with me, you could still play with me and play in, like, the normal pool of players. It's just going to probably be a harder time for you. But it doesn't – you're not really restricted. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they've been getting some, like, bad press about that. But I honestly think they had good goals with it. I mean, I think they're trying to teach people the game. It's just – it's one of those things where people see a restriction and they immediately want to – You told me I can't do something, so I'm going to get hot. Yeah, or and, you know, oh, we're gonna bl- we're gonna blame it on monetization, or you're you're gonna go, oh, well, I bet they're making money off this somehow, and but you know, then you don't actually follow up on it and like see what's going on because people won't be bothered. But well, I'm just gonna see the one thing and I'm gonna get mad and I'm yeah. not gonna you know do any follow up. And, and my theory is, even if there's certainly probably better ways you could do it, but to me, any effort to teach people a game should probably be viewed as a positive and the truth is overwatch is not a particularly easy game to play it's very it's very teamwork oriented um there's a lot of depth because you have all these heroes with different abilities that are all flying around all over the place things are happening fast and it can be very overwhelming if you're new because you don't know what you're getting hit by you don't know why you're dying you don't know what to do with your own character, let alone the other five characters shooting at you. Well, I can just from my experience, like when I've been on, and like you guys will say something to me to do something, and I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're telling me to do. <laughs> like I like for me, I just have trouble following along with what the hell's going on on screen. Um, and I know a lot of that's just because I just don't have the the time in on the game, and I would get more used to it. But it it is a tough game. Yeah. You know, it looks cartoony and fun, but 
It's hard. Bah. <laughs> I I want you to know I never edit these out because they're great. Oh no 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 no! no. <laughs> I, I like love... Spidergate from a few weeks ago. That no was, yeah, that I was love, gold. I love when the dogs get yelled at and. <laughs> The spiders get murdered. Well, the funny thing about the dogs is you've said that it doesn't pick up at all, so it's literally just us yelling for no reason. Because it's yeah, but I can shit. I can hear it. Yeah. If I can, oh, no, it is hear super it on distracting. The headset. Because it is just like, what are you doing, man? What are we? What's going on? Yeah. Just going to town on himself. I think the thing with the SMS uh, verification is very interesting because I do think, you know, outside of overwatch itself i mean this is something i felt like we've needed at a broader level for a long time is like your online identity needs to be tied to who you are you know at at least and and websites and, and services need to be able to say um you know we're you know either we're going to allow anonymity or we're not and if we're not we need a reliable way to identify who you are and there really isn't sms verification is okay it's got its flaws um and i don't know what a good solution is because you could tie it to some sort of government identification system like you could have to give um you know a driver's license uh, number or state ID number or something like that. Um, but there, you know, a lot of the internet is so inherently distrustful of governments. And on top of that, there are so many governments in the world, like trying to integrate such a system would be very difficult. But then if you were to have like, um, a third party company come by and try and do it, like, could you imagine like Facebook, Oh, Facebook will verify your identifier. Identify you? Fuck you! I'm not touching Facebook. Yeah, you know it, it's it's a it's a complicated problem. Um, and you know if you're like this thing with like oh you can't use prepaid phones. Like I get why you can't use prepaid phones. Um, it makes sense, but you know you're that's there's a huge social justice issue right there. Um, so. Well, and also from a pure greed perspective, the goal right now should be to onboard as many new players as possible. Right, and you're cutting if you're, off... Uh... If you're even cutting off, say, you know, whatever, 100,000 people, well, that's 100,000 customers you just might lose permanently. Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> it does say something about the integrity of the intention, though. Because they yeah. got to know that they're they're losing customers as a result of this. I mean... You could also look at it a little more, um, with a little bit more sinisterly, where it's like, oh, you're on Quicker Wireless. How much are you spending on our game anyway? Exactly. But well, I don't know where these kids get the credit cards, but they find them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Ten thousand dollars. Just wait. Just wait until your daughter's a little bit older. She'll be asking for the money to buy skins on some bullshit game. No skins. Chicken skin. Fried chicken skin. Mm. And we're back to food. It always comes back to food. Food the, the podcast. See, this is what will happen is 
your daughter will be like, hey, dad, I really, you know, I could use the credit card. There's really this great, look at this skin on Valorant. Wow. It's purple. It's beautiful. I want it. Oh, huh. Hem and, huh. and then on one hand, she'll like reach across. She'll have the slice of pizza. With the other hand, she'll be reaching to take the credit card. See, I was going to say hand. she's rolling for uh, 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 the sleight of hand check to see if she can pickpocket. But it's really a persuasion check. <laughs> Look at this got nice slice of pizza. Dad, don't you want this pizza that I brought for you? I uh, just need your credit card. We need to go back to the slice spot. Place was good. Which place is that? There's the place out in West Chicago. Or is that in West Chicago? It's like on the verge of West Chicago. Yeah, right? it's almost there. Now, see, with with the kid on the on the uh, uh, with anything hooked up to the uh, Xbox or whatever game system, that's got to be like a credit card that's only got a certain amount of money on it mm-hmm. and cannot be charged anything over that. Yeah, you don't put the high limit card on there because that's <laughs> just asking for trouble. Well, you could put passwords on purchases. Sure. I mean, that's one Maybe of the things still. that a lot of parents just don't. They just don't set up the parental controls, so they get themselves into trouble. I mean, and then there's like, well, the nice that's... thing too, you're savvy, and I know about video games to an extent as well. You're savvy now, but 15, 20 years from now, are you going to be savvy? I I'll don't tell know. you this: twenty years, I'm not going to be paying for fucking video game purchases. <laughs> You're 23? Okay, you know what I mean. You could be paying for your own goddamn video game but, shit. I mean, to that point, though, is like, you, there is a level, like, you have to accept a certain level of responsibility for the situation you put yourself well, in. Well, and you should also be aware of what the kid's console yeah. is capable of. Yes. Like, if you've got a, like, I can give a, a bit of a pass to our parents' generation, um, and the may- emerging tech and that and kind of like stuff. you they had, grow up we with had it. no idea. There was right no what clue. it could do. We know, we know, and an we extent. know any new technology that comes out, it it comes out for one reason to take money from you. Right. So you you got to be like have those set up the parental stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I mean you don't want to get fleeced. I did. No. I did think it was funny. Did did you you saw that image I sent you right where it was like something about Overwatch Two is locking down the 3D models of the characters to try to reduce the amount of porn. I saw that and I was like, "Oh, you sweet summer child." <laughs> yeah. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Yeah. Good luck there, babe. because well, I don't think it's like you realize the time and love and care that people put into their their fan art pornography. Like you've gotten, they have like no idea. These people, you well, you have these Patreons that are making hundreds tens of, of thousands, thousands of dollars a year. So yeah, if I'm getting paid that, I'm gonna like yeah. make the my own model from good. scratch. Don't fucking worry about it. Right, in, in that situation, you really would want to make your own model because if they can prove you're using their model, they could sue you. Right, I'm not trying to get in trouble. All you have to do is make a model that looks pretty much the same. Which I feel like would not be, if you know like how to model stuff, would it's not, not be that, that, that hard. not that hard, I don't think. I don't know what, uh, what is it, Blender or Maya, whatever software you got. I used to use Maya. Not for pornography, though. Sure, of course not. No, I was never that good of a sculptor in that. I, I never really well, that's, that got stuff that is down. Hard. It is hard. That Blender stuff is fucking difficult. I've never fucked with Blender, but I did do uh, some Maya back in uh, 
uh, uh, my wasted graduate school days. But well, that's kind of like you know we talked about the stable diffusion stuff, and uh, don't get me wrong, like it's crazy, but you still have to put some work in to make that happen. Like you don't just like pop in a few words and boom, you've created art. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I understand there's tweaks and stuff to be made, but I but... mean, did you see the one I sent you? Uh, which one's that? I sent you the. Uh... Oh, what was it? Because I did two. I did one of uh, uh, Runner on a Trail. One that you did? Yeah. I don't think I've seen this. I don't know that you sent this to us. Oh, you might I have thought... sent it to the Slack. Yeah, well, well, I did one that was like Runner in the Woods, or a Runner on a Trail, and I did one that was uh, Cyclist on a Road near Denali. I'm not saying that it isn't like cool technology. I just don't like that it's ultimately be going to use to fleece artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen either of these. I'll, I'll have to get them. I thought I sent them to you, but maybe I didn't. I don't think that you did. I mean, it's really cool. Um, I don't think you can argue that the tech isn't cool. Right. It's very cool. It's just... It, it's going to be used as an excuse to not pay artists what they're worth that's For just sure. what it's gonna be bob speaking of running yeah you have another big marathon coming up this weekend yes i do you ready i think How so you feeling? i'm feeling pretty good uh, i mean at this point really this is an easy marathon for you no come on no don't do this no don't don't do this yeah i don't think you sent you just thing. ran for 24 hours here's here's the thing though like if if I was just if I was just gonna go and jog it, even if I was gonna go and just jog it, like that it's still twenty six point two miles in a time frame, like with cutoffs. Like you still have like you can't dilly dally, you gotta keep moving. Yeah, I understand that. Um and you know, they're they are hard. Can I go can I like if any given day if I woke up and you said, Bob, if you don't go run a marathon today, you can never eat pizza again. I'd be like, okay, and I'd go run a marathon. It wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but it's, I'm going, it's a race. And there's yeah. a, there's, it's a race, you know, when you're, when you got that, you, you get in a different headspace. You know, it's not a training run. This is, I'm going to be wearing a bib. I've got a timing chip. My results will be published in the Chicago Tribune the next day, um, along with the 40,000 other runners who are there. Like, you're going, you're going, and you're going to run hard. Like, you know, last year at the marathon, I ran four hours, 58 minutes, and 58 seconds. I hope to better that time by nearly an hour this year. And that's going to mean running hard and the weather's going to be perfect. The weather's going to be like when I cross the start line, the weather, the temperature should be about 40 degrees, which is perfect marathon weather. Um, I've run almost, I've run 1950 miles since this time last year. I put in, tons of training so you know i expect to do a lot better this year than last year Mm -hmm. but 
you know, in terms of effort, it's going to be hard. Like I'm going to get to the end and I, I imagine I'm going to feel fairly similar to how I felt at the end of the marathon last year. Half dead. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you had another running topic, didn't you? Oh yeah. So, um, in terms of something, really want to keep the podcast going, huh? I gotta let him get his topic. Got, gotta get in, that Erica. that two hour hit, that two hour limit. Gotta get always two hour minimum two hours. We're at an hour and forty three minutes. Oof. We're running close. We are. <laughs> um, this is this is a genuinely interesting topic to me, um, in general, and it's a it's a very politically charged issue, unfortunately, um. But it is the issue of trans and non-binary folk in sports, and how how should they compete? And this is not where I expected this to be going. Um, so what? And the, the reason this is coming up today is because it has uh, been announced. Um, that several of the major marathons, including Chicago this weekend, uh, will have a non-binary division. Uh, the Boston Marathon announced it um, a couple weeks ago for next year. So, you know, it's raising a lot of questions amongst runners because, particularly for Boston, uh, because Boston's so hard to get into. Um, and the qualifying times are very difficult. So, and what they're saying for Boston is if you, if you, like the non-binary division, your qualifying times will be the women's qualifying times. So, that is a tremendous difference in time. So, there's a lot of concern about. Now, now what does that mean? Can anybody compete in the non-binary division? Uh, as my understanding is right you have to you basically have to declare it but yes in boston it matters more because of the qualifying because it's harder to get in yeah and hold on i'm gonna so if if you're someone like maybe you when you were first started running if you're someone who can't make the male qualifying time you could just declare yourself for the non-binary section even though you're not really that if it's that important to you that is yes that that is what you could do now the 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 other the flip side of it though and this is what i think will deter most people who are you know are tempted to do this is that you have to like these these results are always public so if you you know and generally this is really only an issue for guys who can't meet the male qualifying standard because if you're a woman you've already got the woman's qualifying time you know it's there's no difference there for you but for for men who uh like for instance if you know in my age group 35 to 39 for me to qualify for the Boston Marathon, I would have to run a marathon in under three hours and five minutes. Okay. A woman of the same age range would has a qualifying time 
of three hours and 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is... That's a pretty big gap. A m- unbelievably massive gap. Um, and it's just because more men run and they're more competitive um, for the most part in yeah. the sport. So... I, mean, I, I guess my immediate thought would be like, obviously you're going to get the bad actors. There's going to be a few assholes or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's... It's good to have a division that people can compete in that fits them, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to be inclusive. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think it's I think it And I would say if you're a douchebag who doesn't think that there should be one and you're like, "Ooh, well then I'll just go run in that." You're always going to know that, well, inside you're going to know. Right. You know, I, I think stuff like that kind of just comes down to like people probably have to get like publicly shamed or something. And like you said, the I mean, results are public. even that doesn't pub- work that much anymore. <laughs> yeah. But like you said, the results are public. So if someone sees that like someone they know is not trans is competing in the trans division. Well, the non-binary lo- division. Right, non-binary. Are, are competing in that division. They're going to, people are going to be like. Come, come on, man. Come on, man. Seriously. Or you're going to have to maintain the lie. Costanza. I mean, one or the other, right? And that's it, the plot of a Seinfeld episode. That is. Oh yeah, for George. Sure. How George runs the Boston Marathon. Um. But you know, so you know, obviously for Boston, it makes a it makes a a considerable distance difference between because of the qualifying, but it affects races everywhere. Um, and it it's it's a much bigger issue for. when you're talking about the people who are actually, who could potentially win the races or uh, podium. Now at the big, big marathons, like this isn't a problem. There are very few, there's almost no one who's fitting in that slot who is in the non-binary grouping today. That will probably change. Where it makes a bigger difference in the sport is at small races. Now, part of that's probably because, you know, there's some level of, like, discomfort at bigger races and performing at big races as someone who's non-binary. Um, they're, they're just, you know, generally it's a very, the smaller races are more accepting or not even that the smaller races are more accepting, but it, there's less visibility to it. Um, but, you know, whereas somebody who is a fast runner, but not necessarily elite, really would never have a chance to f- to win the Boston, or Boston Marathon or Chicago Marathon. They could conceivably win um, a trail race for five hundred dollars and that could be a big difference for them and that's where i think a lot of the concern is that people are going to get very angry um if they you know if if somebody who um is particularly like uh, a man by sex competing as uh non-binary and wins that division. 
I don't have any answers to any of this other than to say I appreciate that races are trying something. Yeah, it's good to be it's, it's good better to be, to be more inclusive, inclusive like you said. Yeah. And if you do find problems, you you work through it. I think it's I think you could always throw out well the what ifs and like come up with scenarios in which people are going to abuse it and it's not that you should ignore that. But I don't know that I like that it's that constant like oh well this is how it's immediately going to be abused and stuff because it's like there's shitty people out there sure. That shouldn't deter you from being trying to be as inclusive as possible. Uh, right. And I think, you know, this is probably mm. the end game where things will where things will inevitably end up for sports as a whole is kind of this solution, right? Because it's just never there's always going to be the nonstop like, oh, you can't have trans people can trans I suddenly women care about women's women. sports right yeah. exactly that's gonna when I've never cared about it before well and that is the whole gag that's that's it, all is. it is you don't give a shit about women's yeah. sports until this well, so well th- th- this is like the old this is like an old Bill Burr Bill Burr bit, get bit I can't even speak English it's like nobody cares about women's sports women don't even care about women's sports <laughs> you know only the no, women you, you only like, care about it when it's there's this this political wedge issue exactly. that the right wing yeah. is trying to use to well where to fuck the poor two people that compete over because they're assholes <laughs> yeah. yeah well what it where i'm curious if it ends up because i i don't i don't necessarily agree that you know the non-binary division is the inevitable end um it might be, but, and it might be out of convenience, but a topic that came up on, on another podcast, 10 Chuck Miles, was- I feel like he wasn't going to fucking say the name. This <laughs> other podcast, we all know the other podcast you're talking about. Um, that I thought was very interesting is, is just this idea of like, you know, we we break this you know we we sports have always been broken down into men's and women's um and in running you've got you know in in, in all sorts of sports and like in golf and like in tennis like you have you know you have like everyone and then you have the masters division you know in running generally they break things down by age groups um which runs like every like every grouping of five years and you know, there's 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 reasoning and logic behind that. So like, um, what what they were tossing around though was the the idea of like maybe there is a way to break people into some sort of performance groupings rather than by age and gender. I mean, I personally think that makes more sense. You know, I think I, a lot of the reason you have a men's and a women's division is because dudes were like, we don't want women beating us. <laughs> I'm I'm not even joking about that. I think that's definitely part of it. So what do you what do you do then if you have like per- performance groups? If someone starts getting too good for their group, do they have to move up into the next one? Or if someone starts being terrible, do they have to move down? I'd say it could like, be yeah. so. Yeah, I mean it's almost like a handicapping system. In a way, and if you think about it, it's like, you know, think about like NASCAR, right? Or really any sports league where like you start off in one spot and then if you're, if you succeed enough, you move up to the next one and then you move up to the next one and eventually get to the highest level. 
And then, you know, in those sports, you retire. But, you know, in running, you could drop back in performance groups. Um, but I think it, it's just really hard to think of, like, a system in which you you could make that work. Like, you, I think you'd have to... Um, if you... It would also be it would also be a lot easier to implement in sports where there's not um, direct physical contact between you and other competitors. Sure, I think in something like running, it shouldn't be that hard to implement. You would have to have a good uh, tracking system. Yeah, maybe some communication between all races or like a a database where you can enter in like where the times are automatically entered in or something. I don't think I don't think. That part would be too or certain too owners. races where that's okay. Your timing, yeah, it's counted towards you know the database or whatever the fuck. I think creating the groupings is is tough because you'd have to create groupings in which each grouping is still the highest would end up for the highest level prizes, basically. Because if you're gonna go like I think of it more like weight classes and boxing than anything because you know you know it's like in boxing or MMA like if you've got a you know a skinny ass guy and and that belt versus the heavyweight belt you know there's still skinny ass you mean like the welterweight division yeah sure skinny ass belt I like skinny ass <laughs> belt you know the, these are still the top belts for those weight classes right um and so it, it's well but that's where like Contact sports are different, right? So it's 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 a very different scenario when you have two boxers who are facing each other, and in theory, at a generally equal skill level, but one person is fifty pounds bigger than the other. Well, the bigger guy is just going to win on sheer mass. Yeah. Um, but that's why they you, have weight classes, right? Exactly. Yeah. But when you talk about something like running, and I'm not like trying to say there aren't skills involved in running there are but having like saying like oh well this is the top performance group of the top runners in the world and we're then going to make the prize equal for that group to the group of like shitty runners who can barely put one foot in front of the other in comparison Mm -hmm. that just doesn't seem right it 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 doesn't, but you see the problem then is like, well, okay, if you don't make the prizes equal, in very rare circumstances are but I can t- but I can women right going now, to fall into that highest right, performance that's, group. That is the problem. Then women never the, yeah, can win. No, you're, you're right. That's very it's – a, it's a tough spot. And I can – right off the top of my head, and I know you just said like don't do this, but <laughs> – my immediate thought would be if you know you're like the top end of a certain performance bracket, wouldn't you try to figure out ways to keep yourself in said bracket rather than ever moving up? I mean, maybe, but then isn't the whole point of the sport to try and better yourself? It's the MI mask scenario. For some people, you're right. It would be to try to better yourself, but for other people, it would just be to make money. Well, yeah, I, it, it's 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 so comp. It, it's like it's not, it, there's no easy solution. No, we talked about this before. There isn't an easy answer, and there's smarter people than us that 
you know, should be working on this shit. I just think whenever you do talk about this, are then, there though? I, don't know. I see. See that the other thing I want to keep, say though is I know, do think that it's just whenever you do bring this up, and we have already mentioned it, it's just the only reason anybody cares about this is because they're making it a wedge issue. Oh yeah. No, you're right. It, right. it needs to be said though multiple it, times yeah. because that's the only reason anybody gives a shit. It it is, but it, it it they're making it a wedge issue. That's why it's that's why it's here. Well, but no, it's but still an are... issue that needs to be addressed oh, no, because no, 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 there no. are I... people who do feel this way. That they do feel, and when you know when when Ten Junk Miles did their podcast, and they made the call out and said, "Hey, if you I if you identify as non-binary, please." reach out and tell us we want more opinions. And there were people that responded publicly um, with their take on it. And it's, it's clear from that, that it's more than it is a wedge issue for sure. But there are people who well, want a saying, solution. To right, it. right. That you do need a solution aside from just like, you know, a shrug of the shoulders and well, what are you going to do? Because mm-hmm. there are trans and non-binary people in sport and yeah. it doesn't work to just, shunt them aside or ignore them or be like, well, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there, there's just going to be more people. They're not going away. However much certain people might want them to, they're not going away. So I, well, and, and there's no good solutions either way, because yeah. again, when you talk about trans people, you know, people are always focused on trans women because they're, you know, this whole idea that like, you know, trans women are coming in to ruin uh, cis women's sports. But if you're a trans man, it's a different problem of the same type because now you've transitioned, but depending on when you did it in your life, your body may have developed in a, you know, certain way. And now you have to go compete against cis men whose bodies went through a normal puberty and probably hit certain advantages that you're just never going to have. So it's not, there's no good solutions that I'm aware of. It's tough. It is. And you got to have people who who are going to come to the conversation in good faith. Good faith. And you need trans and non-binary voices in that conversation as well. And a lot of the time there aren't. Right. It shouldn't I, be just cis straight people talking about this and making the decisions. Because you no. don't know. You don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And a lot of it is in bad faith. And I will say they don't look at trans men the same way because people who hate trans people, they don't see them as a man. They're, you're a woman wearing pants and yeah. a drawn-on mustache. So we don't have to worry. You're not going to ruin anything in sport because you're a woman and women are worse than men anyway. So no one gives a shit about you. But you, <laughs> dude in a dress, you're the one we have the problem with. And these people that? are assholes. Well, I want huh. that explicitly stated. Fuck those people and fuck them hard. Fuck, fuck those people fuck them. There are, there are, I'm not saying that yeah. you should... I'm not trying to be dismissive of the conversation because yeah. it is a conversation that needs to happen. And there do need to be solutions, fair solutions found. Yeah. Not just, well, fuck you, you can't compete then. Yeah. I, one thing that, I, that I've that i always thought was interesting, and this is another one where it like, be really difficult to implement because of, of sandbagging, which people would do, 
is make the competition not about um not about the results to any one race but how much you're able to progress over time like you know did you how like did you have you gotten faster or are you performing better like and the award goes to the people who make the biggest improvements well and look i think that could be an award i don't know if that should be the only award and and, and look if you want to talk about if you want to talk about sandbagging this was i remember this being a consistent problem in the bowling leagues when i was doing that because (laughs) you would have people because there's a handicap system you would have people who all year would bowl at just a certain level, like not not to their high skill level, that's for sure, but not bad either, just good enough to scrape by, get their teams into the playoffs, and then and all of a sudden oh, the playoffs oh, would good, roll huh? around, and then they're consistently bowling 20, 30 pins higher on average the yeah. whole playoffs. And everyone would know what they're doing, but it's like, then what you can you really it. do about it? Well, and I think, I think that's part of the problem is because anyone who's participated in sports at any level has dealt with people who cheat. Yeah. And people, sure. and people will cheat. Everyone. Everything, everywhere over the most meaningless bullshit. Exactly. I mean, people cheat in fucking video games to like, have an aimbot that locks onto people's heads and they can wall hack and see people through the walls. Yeah. So it's like, and it's like, you're not doing this for anything. You're not making any money. Yep. You're not winning any championships that matter. Or I need something. to be better than other people. You're just doing it to cheat. Yep. <laughs> and, and that's like, what's the satisfaction? No, I, I mean, if I, I've thought about this before, like if I, you know, if you're ever tempted to like cut the course or, you know, especially at like a trail race where no, where there aren't people out there, you know, you're only screwing yourself. You know, you cheated. Well, that's the point. You know, you cut the corner. I mean, unless you're in the lead, you know, or near the lead, you know, and then maybe you could win some money. But I, I mean, I just, I could never do that. Cause I would know. I would like I I couldn't live with that personally. Well, you that's right cuz then it's not a like oh let's say you you cut corners and you made a PR. You didn't though. Right. Cuz you cheated. Yep. And I know but that. It's, but it's just one of those things where you can't put yourself in that mind space, but people are in that mind space. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And just like I couldn't fathom killing anyone, but you seem like you're on the brink and possibly have. The Dennis method. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I, good conversation. I, it's one of those things. More people need to be having these talks. And, you know, you never know where the right idea will come from um, as long as as long as long it's had in good faith. And I think... Diverse voices yeah. conversing in good faith. Yep. So... Is where you need to start from. Did we make it past two? We did. Look Good job, that. Bob. See? You did it. With a running topic. <laughs> yeah, we ended on a running topic, so actually may, many people may have turned this off already. 
It's entirely possible. I think Sass might still be listening. Sass may still be listening, yes. Speaking of, I got to post the um, our latest episode of You Said 100 Miles, um, which hopefully will be uh, up before the marathon this weekend. Uh, so, yeah. Why don't you just go post it right now? Because I got to edit it first. Oh. Now, we only go an hour because I'm fairly certain my dear uh, co-host uh, has, has a limit on on talking about running, whereas I really don't. Um, you don't say. <laughs> She's a very nice person. <laughs> That's very kind of her. Um, Dummy. <laughs> but yeah, so it won't take me long to do, and I can I can usually like turn it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff, um, and just get it knocked out. So I should just do that tomorrow. But um, yeah, we'll get that up. Uh, go run the marathon. Hopefully not die. I think you'll be okay. Look, that's one of those things I don't think Erica really has to worry about. She's not that lucky. Well, in the the statement, what do I always say? Don't do fucking anything stupid. Which, you can argue, doing a marathon at all. Signing up for any of these things. Yeah. Already a base level. At least you got him off the rock climbing for now. Ultra Bob may be harder to hold down. Do you remember? (laughs) And he was like, I want to climb a mountain on the podcast. Yeah. And it was like, Ooh, didn't go over so they're well. getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. Shit just got awkward. Yeah. See, one of the problems with this not being a video podcast is people don't get to see, to see the looks Bob and Erica often give each other during certain conversations. See, the really funny thing about that, though, is I'm fascinated by mountain climbing. So I've read a bunch about it and I've watched a bunch about it. So I know all the shit that can go wrong. Like oh, running. Yeah. I don't know. Dick about running. Whatever. The mountain climbing. I'm like, motherfucker. Re- realistically, the worst thing about running is that inevitably he's going to need a double knee replacement. Sure. My knees are fine. Thank you. Yeah. Give it a few years. Powder. I mean, I just wanted to climb Mount Rainier. It seemed to be okay. You know, maybe. But I moved on. I'm gonna run around Mount Rainier now. Mm -hmm. That's that's (laughs) that is that is the compromise. I'm I'm telling you, Ultra Bob is gonna be hard to contain. (laughs) Yeah, I I got it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ninety-three miles around the mountain, Alex. The Wonderland Trail. You should do it. Twenty-two thousand feet of climbing. Do anything you put your mind to. Got LA trip next year. Figure something else out. Another year with the girls. It's all right. You, you go run. You go run, Bob. Rim to rim to rim. See, right now everyone's missing the looks. <laughs> <laughs> I always say you should do more stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, you want to come do rim to rim to rim with me? I'll pass. Oh, okay. Thanks for the invite, though. Yeah. On that note, hug me. Hold me tight.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>